0: This is Josh Knows Sports, the podcast.
1: He ain't Joshin' ya. Hello and welcome to another episode of Josh Knows Sports, the show on anything MLB, NFL, or NBA related with uh, some potential bias with Seattle sports. Um, Joining me today is Grayson Ceballos of the Triple Play Podcast. Thank you so much, Grayson. Absolutely, buddy. Um, So first, I just want to start, you know, the season is young. (laughs) It was a young season. But (laughs) let's, let's start with, and this question applies to both leagues. Let's start AL. Who's been your biggest surprise in terms of you know, who's, you know, who is just kicking butt for the AL? Well,
0: um, obviously, I'm a little surprised at how the Yankees have done up until this point. Um, and particularly with all the injuries, right? Uh, right. You know, pitching in particularly has, has been a strong suit of theirs. Uh, they did let Gio go, and he's been pitching well for the Twins. Um, the Red Sox have, have bounced back. And then, of course, you know, the Astros are uh, easily the best team in uh, the AL. But the, the obvious answer is the Twins, right? <laughs> and, uh, the Twins are, in my opinion, in, in the top three teams of all Major League Baseball. Um, you know, Byron Buxton looks like he's kind of finally figured things out. Uh, you know, Martin Perez looks like a completely different pitcher than he was in Texas. Um, the, uh, the simple answer is the Twins, in my opinion. Unless you have a different opinion, I.
1: You know what? I would say I would actually. So yes, but <laughs> but. For the sake of switching it up, um, well, yeah, and, uh, I would say the Rays, the Twins are second because going off you, they, um, they, they seem to be unpredictable in how they do, and they're, they're an interesting team. 2015, they, you know, they were, they, no one thought they would make the playoffs, and, but they hung in. They, Mm -hmm. they uh, hung in, uh, with Tory Hunter until I, I, think the last week and then they were knocked out 2016 they have one of their worst seasons to date um 2017 they make the playoffs but that was probably more good timing because as i recall that was the year where almost every single al team not leading a division got to smell the uh, wild card spot until the twins just right place right time broke away made the playoffs Mm -hmm. and then last year they were, they were mediocre but i would say the rays and here's why they have unloaded on dickerson longoria and they just surprised i mean they you know they they are one of the poorest teams under baseball standards in in the league so they're they they would struggle to retain a star and sign him so i would say the rays what's your take on the rays though so it's funny that uh,
0: you bring up the Rays. Uh, my next podcast, which is actually coming out either today or tomorrow, actually um, I, I talked with uh, oh I'm going blank on her name. I, I talked with someone that writes for a Rays blog down there in Tampa, um, mm. and and she came up with and she said, you know what, we need to go back and you got to look at how the Rays build. Because um, one of my first questions to her was, how in the world did they find these pitchers? And they and they turn them from people who. Struggle into into top notch pitchers. Tyler Glass now uh, was walking like an average of four or five batters per nine innings last year, um, and that was a huge problem for him. Uh, and this year it, he's right at about one. Um, that was of course before his injury, um, and he's my pitcher to watch this year simply because he's got such electric stuff. So Tyler Glasnow now is an obvious answer to me. That the trade of Archer has obviously been a huge success for Tampa, right, uh, or right. for the Rays. Oh, Archer!
1: Um, yeah, that's right.
0: Because they they traded Archer, they got Austin Meadows, and they got Tyler Glass now, and both of those guys look like they're studs. Like, I mean, they they look like they're going to be elite guys, uh, and the Rays get to hold on to them for a while because both of those guys are um, still young. So, right? Yeah, I right. think. Yeah, go ahead. I was just sure. going yeah. to say, I think that that was a huge, huge success, and that's kind of how they make the make their team work. You know. They did the same thing with David Price and uh, uh, yeah. even James Shields when, when that was all going down and Nathan Avaldi. Right. They traded Nathan Avaldi. I mean, that, that's that's kind of how they do it. And here in a few years, they'll
1: probably trade Tyler Glass now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. And uh, you. I mean, you totally. I mean, I I just can't. You You have to sympathize for these for like for for, for the the Marlins Rays and the the uh, as you know the the uh, the end of the the bottom of the food chain in terms of payroll because if you're a fan of that you know if you're a player on that team you know that you know that is different you are making six figures to to seven figures a year but for a fan it's got to be kind of a uh nightmare at times because you know if the team is good it's it is not going to last because you you can't hold on to ninety five percent of those guys and then uh, and you know but if you and if but but if you stink one season, you, you just never know how you'll do the next so so just I mean fans probably fans are probably not expecting any kind of dynasty or you know being the team of the decade because of all the turnover that they financially have to go through, you know like. I am thinking of like Oakland when you know they when Miguel Tejada had another All Star year and then they Mm -hmm. trade him to the Orioles. It just must be frustrating for for a fan of one of the poorest teams, you know. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I mean,
0: uh, one of the I did a little article at the beginning of the season about uh, highest paid players per franchise, and it's sad. It really is because if you're one of these teams, uh, the Pirates, you know, you listed them all off: Pirates, uh, the Athletics. Um Tampa, uh, you know, the handful of teams, even Minnesota. Uh, don't get used to a face of the franchise because you're not going to have one very long, right? <laughs> uh, even, you know, Evan Longoria, who who probably should have been a ray for his entire career. Um, right. You know, there he goes. Off he goes. Pirates, don't get too used to Josh Bell. He won't be there in five or six years, right? <laughs> um So uh, it's kind of it's Yeah, it's, it's sad. It's hard to be a fan of those teams. Um but, but you can – you also have to be able to appreciate – if you're a fan of one of those teams, in my opinion, you have to be able to appreciate the turnover and, and what these uh, coaches and staff can do because um, it's, it's the same in Oakland. It's, you know, all these teams have the same idea. We're going to build with you know, cheaper players, but we're also going to do our an- research the analytics and find out what we can afford and what's the best price for the you – know, bang for the buck. Um, Tampa's motto this year, which I loved, I read it just a few days ago. Um, okay, can we afford this guy? And does he hit the ball hard? <laughs> that was all they looked into. They didn't look into average. They didn't look into on base percentage. They didn't look into WAR. None of that. Does he hit the ball hard? Yes. Okay, go see if we can sign him.
1: And <gasps>
0: <laughs> I thought, isn't that interesting? I
1: thought it was interesting. It is. It is. It 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 sounds it sounds kind of like Billy Beanball in terms of that classic scene in Moneyball where. Where all of Brad Pitt's scouts and assistants are saying, but this guy didn't, but it's about the home runs, Billy. And he's like, no, no, no. Does he hit the ball hard and does he get on base? So that, that's, that, that actually makes sense. What's, well, it's, it's kind of like, well, and going off your thing in terms of, you know, appreciating the success for the, for the lower income teams, it kind of, it kind of actually, um, it, if anything, they, uh, it, it makes, the success of those teams more more impressive. Like the fact that the A that that the A's um, have made the playoffs as many times as they have in this last decade and a half, with mm-hmm. having to constantly turn over. The uh, Marlins are the most impressive stat I can think of is two franchise playoff appearances. You could say they've made it count. Two World Series, <laughs> <laughs> and they're and. Like that. Yeah, well and even the uh, Rays, they uh before twenty ten and uh later, they were one for one in terms of playoff appearance and pennant. And they won a pennant before your hometown Rangers did, only by two years, but still, and yeah. before my Mariners have or the Nats. So it just one well, actually uh and so to uh to offset this, um, who is your biggest NL surprise, Grayson? Um, you know, th- th- this is a little
0: bit tougher um, because I, I kind of picture the NL ending up like it currently is. Um, my biggest surprise in the NL is, I'm going to have to go with the Nationals, though. Um, and I, I came into my predictions episode um, right before the season, and I I picked the Nationals win to win the division simply because you look at them on paper. And they look so good, right? Um, but but then you watch them and you watch, I don't, I don't know if you watch a lot of baseball games, but I watch a lot of baseball games. Um, I mean, I, that's, it makes my wife crazy, but, um, I, I watched a decent amount of nationals games at the beginning of the season. And then not only are they not good, they're boring. Um, so it's, it's not something that, um, They're just not the team. I'm not a huge fan. Outside of that, the um, Brewers, the Brewers are really fun to watch, man. Um, I don't know. Really, the the National League is pretty much what I expected. The Cubs are, I didn't really expect the Cubs to be good, um, but they're they're doing pretty good. You know, their rotation's too old. Um, In my opinion, I don't think it's sustainable, but... Who knows? Maybe the Cubs can't actually win that division, but I
1: don't know. I, I don't know. The National leagues kind of is what it is to me. It, yeah, right. Well, yeah, it's totally. Yeah, it it is. It is hilarious, Grayson, that you mentioned the Nats because you're preaching to the right crowd about them <laughs> being 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 the biggest bust. Because as I mentioned before, you know, it. You know, I'm a big fan of like lists, and one of my nightmares is if my hometown team is is last on a list and the Nats can never win the pennant unless the Mariners either did before them or they win it the same year because as (laughs) you and as you of course know we are last on the list and the Nats scary enough for us M's fans have come so close to being the top seed in 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 the NL we're stacked but just they just don't have the mental toughness to get past game 5 at home it's yeah. it's 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 insane like and, and three times cardinals dodgers cubs you are hosting them come on man but you got M- to win once right you got to at least you gotta win, win one once. Those series right so right so i that was a stunning well and that's why i am even jealous of of your hometown rangers and that um they were i think what Weren't they third to last on the list? Yeah, it was before, after, after the Rays did it, it was Rangers, M's, Nats. And then out of nowhere, uh, as I recall, the M's were actually favored to win the West that year. And the uh, Rangers, you know, with, with Vlad and Hamilton, they just, they won the uh, pennant. I was stunned, but it was, it was exciting. But
0: that was, that was a really fun year for, you know, the, the folks down here in Arlington. Um, Right, really, t- 2010 through even, I'd say like 2013 or so. You know, it was a lot of fun have, watching baseball in Arlington. Um, you know, that was obviously that was Hamilton's prime um, before he went to Anaheim and and or Los Angeles or wherever the Angels. <laughs> and uh, you know, he did his thing there, and uh, you know, eventually came back, and, and now he's doing all these interviews and stuff, in in, in the Dallas 4th area again, which is cool, but. Yeah, that, those were fun years for the Rangers, and um, you know the Mariners. They had King Felix. You know King Felix was in his prime, and uh, they had all sorts of talent coming up around him. Everyone thought that the Mariners were going to be the real deal, and and it just kind of didn't happen, right? Um, right. And King Felix, you know, it was what 2014 or so. I was like, okay, I have a feeling he's going to have a bad year, and this is going to be the. His career is going to start plummeting. Like this is this is going to be the end because they worked him too hard. They did. They they used King Felix True. too much, um, and it's kind of my worry with Chris Sale. Right, it's it's kind of now we're in the same situation with Chris Sale. He gets the big extension. He's he's been worked really hard through his entire career, and you know that's exactly what happened to King Felix. And I don't know. I think it's a fair worry for a lot of pitchers in baseball.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. He. Oh, uh, well. Of. Of the, um, of the, of the pitchers who are still in there of, of his, uh, draft or of his, uh, rookie year, him, Verlander, um, a few others, he, you know, he, he is, it's interesting in that he, he, and it kind of sucks in terms of Mariner fans. He and Verlander, when it looked like they, like Verlander was, uh, gonna go south and Felix would, would stay north, uh, <laughs> or at least Midwest, they've totally mm-hmm. switched. Felix has, of course, stayed a Mariner and is, you know, he's been, f- you know,
0: he's at, the IL.
1: he's at his moments, exactly. But he's still not Felix Felix, who pitched the perfect game against the Rays. But Verlander, when he had, I think, two straight years of just being mediocre in the regular season, he now, it it's almost like, the Astros acquiring him resurrected his his um, career and he probably wouldn't have been doing this well as a tiger cuz maybe it's something about you know about having other stars around you that can kind of pump you up but it's just very interesting to to see the the kids of 2005 one goes south mm-hmm. and the other is probably pitching his best so it's very interesting the verlander
0: uh, situation is is pretty interesting cuz uh, you can go and you read lots of articles on it. Um, but they have a nutrition nut down there in Houston. Um, and he changed sure. his, he changed his diet. And that's what he credits all of his success to, right? He says, my diet changing and, and advice from Nolan Ryan has gotten me to revive my career. And oh, I'm no. like, okay, the diet, the diet thing, I, I'm, I'm curious, like, how different could your diet be from, you know, what people in Detroit are telling you versus what people in Houston are telling you? But he swears by it. He's crediting it all the success to these two things. Um, and I'd love to know what that is exactly because I don't think anybody actually does know,
1: but <laughs> it's, it's the secret sauce. He
0: yeah, would have it, to kill
1: people if he told them. <laughs> that's
0: right. That's right. Can't give away his secrets, but he can <laughs> he, he came on record like last week saying he wants to pitch until he's uh, 50. Um,
1: you know, yeah, it, at this rate. Why not be a right-handed Jamie Moyer? You know, I mean, well, he's—I
0: mean, it's a completely different ball game. You know, Berliner is oh, yeah. a, a hard-throwing, you know, righty, um, and you know, Moyer obviously threw lots of soft stuff and worked, you know, call <laughs> Hendricks type, um, right? Yeah, interesting. It's interesting. I, I and I'm glad to see him doing well. I really am because when you watched him in Detroit, you thought his career was kind of coming to an end. Um, at yeah. least I did. Uh, I thought, okay, you know what? It's you know, 2005. You know, we're we're, we're 12 years, 13 years in your career. That's pretty good for a pitcher. Good job.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. Well, what? Well, uh, and well, and I'm sure. And he, uh, he also, he's always been clutch in terms of even though his 2012 and 13 wasn't you know, vintage Verlander or as good as he was in 06, 07, 08. He, um, he still. You know, he just when the Tigers needed him to show up against the A's and advance them, he did. And he was almost he was practically untouchable in both those Oakland game fives. I wanna let's actually move on to you mentioned the Yanks previously, Grayson. Do you so let's say their core of Judge Stanton and, you know, Tulo, uh, who it's maybe a stretch to call him a, a Yankees core, but he um but let's say that that most of their first strings stay injured. James Paxson included. Do you? Could this team still be a World Series favorite this year, or is that a stretch? You think? If they're all hurt, then
0: it's a stretch. Um, it's not yeah. going to happen. Uh, it, honestly, if they stay, they stay hurt, and they still have you know problems throughout their whole season with injuries. I don't even expect them to win the division. Um, so. No, no, I really, I really don't expect that much out of the Yankees to do this long term. It's fun right now, right? They're they're practically right. they're throwing out a Triple A team for the most part, <laughs> and it, you know it's great because a- as a fan base, if you're a fan of the Yankees, you have to be excited simply because okay, you've got some serious depth in an organization, and most organizations cannot say that. Uh, but the Yankees, they they keep pulling players up, they keep pulling players up, and. They made it work. Right. Um, And they think they found new pieces out there um, long term simply because of, you know, people getting hurt. So, right. Right. It's it's worked out well for him so far. And it is, you know, it's uh, it's been kind of trial and error. But like Gio Urshula has been has been great for them. Um, You know, he's he's got 123 at bats now, something like that. He's over 100 bats. Uh, I, they were talking about him this morning. So I, I, I want to say it's 123 is what I think I remember, but I know he's batting over 300. Um, and, and you know, he kind of, you know, he's just been, he's been great for him. He, you know, he's, he's what 26 or 27 years old now and he's not young anymore, but he, you know, just kind of came out of nowhere and has been producing. So things like that have worked out really well for the Yankees. And I don't think things like that can continue happening throughout the entire
1: season. Right, right. Well, well, and I mean, you know, the the uh, the rays may, you know, the rays, you know, may never cool down. And but, but also, I but it it, it is interesting in terms of this this long Babe Ruth feud between the Sox and Yanks. It mm-hmm. is interesting though how the red it you know the uh, Red Sox they they're you know they, they you know they you know even though they've they have four rings in the twenty first century. People forget, you know, their fans have been through an adventure because, you know, the uh it hasn't been a complete uh smooth dynasty like like old Yankees teams in that, you know, uh worst the worst pennant race collapse ever, eight eight or so years ago. Um yeah. the uh and you know they and you know, they will Lose 90 games one year, rebuild, sell off their vets, and then win about 90 the uh, next year. So, but it's interesting if, if even a team is stacked as the Red Sox, who uh, has a recent ring under their belt, if, uh, it's interesting if even the Red Sox are too far behind to overcome the Razor Yankees. I believe they're six and a half back of the East as of last night. It's the season's young, but do you see the Sox maybe with two straight Easts or no five straight Easts? Um, this one's tough, right? Um, yeah.
0: because you know I think they're seven and a half games back because uh, because they lost last night or no they won that's last right. night.
1: That's right. They yeah. think lose? Yeah, I think they're seven they, and a half the, back the, like that.
0: There, the uh, Stros beat them. Yeah, that's the, okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, so they're seven and a half back. Uh, and this my answer to this is going to be this: if, if the Yankees can find a way to get their play, you know, so even half their health back, I think they win the division simply because of the lead they currently have. Um, I, I don't picture Tampa um, coming in and winning the division. It's just, it's just not. I'm not not sure that that can happen. Um, you know, they've got a good team. They're scrappy. Scrappy teams are fun to watch. But if you go and ask an average baseball fan, you know, you might get three or four people, you know, three or four names people could list off that team, right? (laughs) So, and that's great. Like, Rays fans, you know that's what you're going to get. Um, Like we said earlier, these teams that don't have high payrolls, you know you're going to have your three or four players that you know by name. And the rest of these guys are just dudes that, you know, they can afford. They saw could hit the ball hard. Great. And you know what? That's good for them. I I don't think that they can find a way to win the division with that. Uh, I do think that they find a way to be a playoff team. I don't think that they win the division though. But if if the Yankees can't get all their health back and they have injuries all the way through, I do think the Red Sox find a way to come back and win the division.
1: Yeah, I, I for sure agree. I think the Rays actually. You know, I am sorry, Rays, but uh, if if any Rays persons listening, but yeah, the uh, but you know they are a bit over their head right now. And I just think, but also too, if you if you look at the red flags so far, they've struggled uh, at the trop against mm-hmm. the the socks and uh, Yanks, and they 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 could not put put the Yanks away in that last Bronx series, um, and they you know and you know the Red Sox. I mean, there is just something psychological, Grayson. Even though they overcame the socks in. Oh eight, there's there's just something psychological about the about the uh, Red Sox fans just invading the trop where and, you know, I, I isolate the uh, trop because the, uh, you know, it, it's safe to say the Rays have had attendance problems for it for years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Florida, Florida pro baseball is just a joke. But the um, but if your stadium is is Tampa Bay Fenway Park. That's you know what I, I you know that is going to affect the uh the Rays players and it gets to you. And so it it's going to be road or it's going to be a road game at home and it's going to rattle the pitchers. So you know so so the, so the point being the Sox and Yanks have plenty more games at the Trop this year. So I just yeah I just don't see the Rays standing a chance. At least as you said, not uh, prevailing. So. But, Absolutely, and uh, kind of, kind of to piggyback off that real quick. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, no no,
0: anyway, no, 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 no. To piggyback off that real quick, you're right. When you, when you don't have any home games as a pitcher, uh, you know, I, I just had a conversation a, a few weeks ago with former top 15 prospect in the Dodgers organization, uh, Morgan Cooper, and we kind of had this conversation about you know when you're pitching away, and you pitch away all the time. It, it wears on you. He's um, like, you know, when we went to Omaha. He went to Omaha and pitched for Texas in the college world series. He said, Every game felt like an away game. He said, It just wore you down simply because you felt like you didn't have enough support as you did at home. And for Tampa, and particularly at the trop, you know, it has to feel like that all the time because, you know, you, you have an average of what 10,000 people coming out on an average raised game, and then you have 25, 26,000 people coming out for these Red Sox Yankees games. You know that the, that the difference there is opposing fans.
1: Totally. Right? Oh, re- yeah. Well re- well and uh, you, you know what's what's sad and and this is once again another reason why I didn't think the Rays deserved to to win the 08 pennant is it, just because I'm pretty sure and this is really sad. Um game 6 and or for for that game 7 in Tampa when mm-hmm. the Rays won the pennant the the, the horn the celebration foghorn that like went off, uh, they, it, 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 that was louder than, than the amount of Rays fans who cheered their team going to the series. Because <laughs> I'm, I, I mean, because well, in a, in a deciding game seven, the, I, the, the Red Sox fans were probably a 90%, 85% majority. And that's pretty pathetic. It's, it's game freaking seven. And you're still letting the and the opposing fans are still kicking your butt by a lance. It's just so. It's I, I mean, South Florida baseball. It, it, it's a joke. I mean, but the the, uh, t, the 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 Rays and Marlins have had some exciting teams, but the the fans are a joke. It's just well, um, for our last several minutes, Grayson, uh, in terms of your neck of the woods team. Do you think that do you think the nineteen rangers are are a fluke, or do you do you see them like uh, overachieving this rebuild and possibly making a playoff run? Uh,
0: I'll tell you, he's not a fluke, and that's Mike Miner. That dude is freaking legit. Oh. He is, he is good, man. Um, and we we may end up trading Mike Miner and, and you know rebuilding for for next year. Um, because he's still got you know year and a half on his contract, um, his contract's pretty cheap. Um, you know, Lance Lynn has had moments of really strong starts. Uh, oh, he schooled us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not not to hate on on the Mariners or anything, but dude, they their errors are a serious
1: serious problem. Oh, um, it's not major league Grayson. It's you, you are preaching the choir. It's it's. I mean, the uh, I'm sure you've heard this. Domingo has six more errors than any other pro left fielder.
0: Yeah. It's, it, and you know, the, the Mariners, uh, who was it? Was it? Uh, oh, I'm going to have to go back and look at this stat. There was a, there was a single Mariner and it might've been Domingo who had more errors than the entire Rays team did. Uh, <laughs> and, and it was, it was bad. It was, it was ugly numbers. Uh, but I'd have to go back and pull that stat. Cause that was, that was like last week or so, but yeah, the, the Mariners have struggled, and then my Rangers, obviously they've, they've done pretty well throughout their season so far. Joey Gallo is, you know, talking about being an MVP candidate. Um, Hunter Pence has refound himself. He's been an everyday player pretty much now. Um, Su Chu, um, you know, he does his thing. He's always been an on-base kind of guy. Just he's now having to play the outfield, which is a little scary, but, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, we, we finally have done some things that, have worked out. We finally sent a lot of the shields down because he couldn't hit the ball. Uh, um, who else? I mean, catcher situation has been okay with Mathis and Isaiah Connor Falefa. Um, the bullpen, you know, Sean Kelly has been fantastic. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets moved at the deadline. Um, you know, there they, have been a lot of good things for the Rangers. Getting the second wild card spot is not out of the question. Um, no, no, and, and I simply think that's partially because the AL is is really outside of, you know, the Rays. Um, I don't know who else they'd be competing with the, the second wildcard spot for. Uh, Cleveland looks terrible, right? And uh, <laughs> I, so I, I really do think they have a legitimate chance. Pretty much it's going to be the second place team in the American League West. And then whoever the third place team is in the American League East. And that, that's really probably how it should be. Um. So pretty much, I think the Rangers find a way to be better than the Rays. They'll they'll find a way to sneak into the playoffs.
1: Oh yeah. Well, well, and you know they yeah. Well, and they act. Uh, you guys uh, in terms of the Rays, if you you know let's let's say that 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 you get second wild card, you beat the Eastern team. That'd be tough being a realist. But but uh, hey, and then uh, and then uh, you face the Rays. You, I mean, I I know. It is not the same Rangers team as in past, just because of turnover. But, um, you guys currently own the Rays. They haven't gotten you off their playoff shoulder. 2010 was, 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 was just the, the weirdest playoff series I've seen. You guys sweep, <laughs> <laughs> sweep two in Tampa, get swept in Arlington. Uh, and for some reason, the Rangers at, uh, are, are have such bad luck at, at home in the ALDS every year, but the uh, and then you with the cliff, you guys shut down the Rays, and then 2011 after the Rays marvelous pl- uh comeback just to make the playoffs, you humble them up. So if you can get the Rays Grayson in the uh, playoffs, <laughs> they still have that chip. I'm telling you, they, <laughs> it just but that's a real yeah, thing. Yeah. It <laughs> right and you have no idea as a as an ems fan i was happy for you guys but so jealous that that cliff was i mean cliff was was your guys's playoff hero when we acquired him to be ours but being 20 games under at the deadline you know that's <laughs> you know sayonara so <laughs> didn't work that way yeah <laughs> yeah no but but he he was a great rental for uh, both our teams so <laughs> but yeah well this uh Thank you so much, Grayson. It has been great having you. Um, thank you once again. Uh, this has been Josh Knows Sports. Uh, you can find my blog site, joshknowsports.com. That's K-N-O-W-S. My Facebook sports page f- for fun facts and commentary uh, titled Josh Knows Sports. And my Twitter handle, at Josh Madwell. That's at Josh, M-A-D-U-E-L-L. Thank you so much, Grayson. Thanks, buddy. I truly appreciate you having me on. Same, same. It has been really fun. That is a wrap.